0: Six thirty, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. Drop
1: pass, drives to McDavid down the middle, wrist shot, score.
0: home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. On the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad.
1: It is a tough go for the New Jersey Devils with all the Taylor Hall trade rumors swirling. The Devils trail Buffalo 5-0 after the first period tonight. Eichel leading the way with his 17th, 5-0 Buffalo over New Jersey after the first. The shots 15-6 in favor of the Sabres. So the Devils get six shots on goal, give up five goals. Man, they are in a world of hurt. The Golden Knights lead the Rangers 2-0. That is early in the second period. Alex Tuck, both goals in that game. He is up to four on the season. The Islanders have a 2-0 lead on the Red Wings coming up later tonight. The Blues and the Blackhawks. That one starts in about half an hour and the late game, the two teams at the bottom of the Pacific Division. It is the Kings and the Ducks. The Edmonton Oilers with the day off today. They will practice tomorrow. They will host the Ottawa Senators on Wednesday night. The game right here on 6.30 Ched, 6 o'clock for the face-off show and the puck will drop at 7.30. First of a four-game homestand home for the Edmonton Oilers who yes, uh, I keep saying it because I know you like hearing it. They are first in the Pacific Division with a record of 17-9-3. They were able to tough out the win last night, 3-2 over the Vancouver Canucks. Also today, we will have Eskimos President CEO, President and CEO Chris Preston on the show. A new ticketing initiative today that also involves FC Edmonton, the Edmonton Prospects, and the Edmonton Stingers. And uh, this is uh, kind of neat what they're doing here, but we'll get Chris uh, to tell you the details, how it's going to work how uh, how you can get the tickets and how he thinks this is going to help. Also today, the BC Lions hired Rick Campbell as their new head coach. Uh, we will get some comments from Rick Campbell later on this evening. And the Teddy Bear Toss jerseys. Kellen, did you see these? I did earlier today. Yep. Are, I think they're great. Oh yeah, firm. I think I think that they're supposed to be outrageous. They're supposed to get people talking. They're supposed to be unique. Personally, I don't think the Oil Kings were able to top what they did last year. No, that was extra last year. I I'm not it. sure if they ever will. Now, the, the similar theme this year, the players sort of resembling a giant teddy bear. There's even a little tail animated on the uh, back of the jersey. I did not, not see a, that. Not a 3D tail, but it, it looks like there's a tail on the back of the jersey. Nice touch. That's awesome. Uh, I, I tweeted out some photos this morning on my Twitter account, at Reed Wilkins. I don't think they top what they did last year, just because there was such a shock effect last season when the players walked out. Mm-hmm. It, it basically, you know, went along this giant teddy bear theme with an oil king's jersey over top, and the socks just, lo- you know, the socks just looked like fuzzy teddy bear legs, and, and the rest of the uh, uniform where there wasn't a jersey looked like a fuzzy teddy bear. That's going to be hard to top, from a pure shock effect. But they did a pretty good job this year. But it's all for a great cause. It all helps 630 Ched, Sanis Anonymous. The Oil Kings this week host Moose Jaw tomorrow, are in Calgary on Friday, then have the Teddy Bear Toss game on Saturday, 7 o'clock at Rogers Place. It is. uh, I believe they're within a few hundred tickets of being sold out. They usually get just over 18,000 for this game. They're trying to get over 15,000 bears. If you don't bring a bear to the game, you can get one at the rink that night and and throw it on the ice, but Lana's going to give you the full details. That's always really fun. You can participate in the show by calling or texting... It is the uh, same phone number, 780 496 0063. Always happy to hear from you. My name is Reed Wilkins. This is Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630. Ched, the Eskimos uh, have interviewed Paul LaPolice. They have interviewed Mark Killam. Uh, They have sought permission to interview Mark Washington, the defensive coordinator of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. They were denied permission to talk to jamie elizondo who used to be the offensive coordinator of the ottawa Redblacks, he is currently working in the xfl which starts its season in february the xfl has said no so uh, El- now elizondo left ottawa in the spring because they w- ottawa wouldn't give him permission to interview for the rough riders coaching job so he took off uh, and now the Eskimos asked permission to talk to him from the XFL, and uh, they are denied that opportunity. So a quick update with what's going on there. Uh, as for the Oilers, like I said, able to pull it out last night against the Canucks. Here's McDavid, top of the circles, looking, dishing. What timer score! Leon Dreisaitl's got his second power play goal of the year, and Edmonton has tied it up! To McDavid's side of the net, chase on to Neil back to What one-timer! Leon Dreisaitl has his second of the night, and Edmonton has regained the lead. So 2-for-2 on the power play for the Oilers, 2-for-2 on the penalty kill. Special teams coming through. Koskinen, another solid night in net. Saturday, special teams were a big part of the Oilers' loss. They were 0-for-3 on the power play. They gave up a shorthanded goal. Vancouver 1-for-3 on its power play, which is pretty good. It's a top-five power play this season. The Oilers turned the tables last night, able to stay with it, survived a disallowed goal, which I'm going to talk about in a couple minutes. So I was thinking more about that game, Kellen, because as you know, Kellen, sometimes I just like to reflect. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of sit on a, like on a shelf next to a window, kind of curl my legs up under a blanket, maybe have a warm cup of tea, sort of wistfully look out the window and just reflect.
2: Kind of like Baby Yoda, you know?
1: I'm, I, well, I'm bigger than Baby Yoda, but uh, other <laughs> other similarities might exist for sure. The, 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 why would you bring up a Star Wars uh, reference when I'm trying to get rolling on an Euler's topic here? Because you know that's going to pull me off topic. I have not. I actually have not watched The Mandalorian. I haven't and seen is it the, yet either. And the character is not actually called Baby Yoda. Is it not just an infant of the same species? Does it have a name? Well, Twitter has called him Baby. Uh, right, but he Baby must Yoda. have a name. Yeah. Yoda's. he's not Yoda's child. I don't know. I have to watch The Mandalorian to find out. (laughs) All right. Anyway, so I'm wistfully reflecting on the Oilers' season and and last night's game. And I thought that game last night, and I, I feel like I still have to preface everything by saying we'll see where they go this year, but it's very much so far so good. That game last night, during all these bad years we've had for the Oilers, that's t- exactly the type of game they usually lose. Both teams on the, s- the second half of the home-and-home, second half of the back-to-back, they-, they both played a lot of road games recently. They're both banged up. I mean, Sutter, Beagle, Edler out for the Oilers. Cassian, Nugent Hopkins uh, out for Edmonton. Chris Russell didn't play in the game because uh, he and his wife welcomed another child So, you know, a a lot of things going on in that game and a lot surrounding the game where you'd sit there saying, okay, you know what, the Oilers are at a bit of a, they have some advantages lost, but so do the Canucks. You kind of got to muddle through this one. You might have to scratch out a 2-1, 3-2 victory. You might need your special teams to be big. You might need a guy to get his first goal of the season because he's elevated to the first line. You're going to have to block some shots. Maybe take the pain like Matt Benning did. All that kind of stuff. And that's ex- those are all exactly the type of things through the decade of darkness and then the two years of darkness that followed after the one playoff appearance. It's exactly the type of game the Oilers would have lost. Where you would have said, okay, their lineup isn't great tonight. They have some challenge challenges. But darn it, so do the Canucks. Can't they find a way? That's ex- that's exactly the type of game the Oilers would have found a way to, loss, to, to lose for many years. Many years. You know, it would have been there to take. It would have been there to take, and you wouldn't have been able to take it. Well, they were able to take one. And you know what? You can debate things. I, I, I saw the, a lot of Canucks fans on, on Twitter. They didn't like the one or both of the penalties on Erickson. Why didn't Vancouver get a penalty out of the, uh, the bear high stick on, on the, the Besser goal? Oh, You know what? I get it. I get it. And, and, and the Oilers fans, including me, are saying, why was that goal interference? Like, things happened. Things happened that threw off both teams. Well, for most of the last 13 years, Edmonton doesn't figure that game out. They figured it out. Their big guys still came through. Archibald got his first of the season. The depth guys checked well enough, killed penalties well enough. And Koskinen, again, solid in net. Miko Koskinen is 10-2-2 two two on the season. He is 14th in the NHL with a 921 save percentage. The league average is 909. So well above average save percentage for Koskinen. I see things on social media. You know, we talk to fans on Overtime Open Line on this show. You know, I'll run into people who, who want to talk to me about the Oilers. I have family members who are Oilers fans. And as, as you do something long enough, I've done this a few years, not as long as some people, but I've done it a few years. And, and you realize that you reach a point where you are hearing things from people that you never thought you would hear. Sometimes it's, you know, several years after, sometimes it's a few months after. And when I was wrapping up the Oilers season with our coverage the second week of April, I never thought... That in late November and early December of this year, I would have people saying to me, we have to play Miko and more. That is something I, I would not have expected. I wouldn't have expected that on probably October 20th. Isn't that... What, what else has happened? I, I, would, I, I would not have expected... Several years ago, after Zach Cassian broke Sam Gagne's jaw and then mocked him later that season about Gagne wearing facial protection, that we'd have Oilers fans saying, How long are we going to sign Cass- Cassian? How can we get him in under the cap? He's going to need a raise. How, and, you know, chanting his name and all that kind of stuff. It is amazing how things turn out sometimes. Life comes at you fast. Got a text here. From Captain Marvel. Hey, Reed, I'm in an Uber listening to your show. Baby Yoda is life. <laughs> Another texture says, I believe Oh, this is I, this is kinda I'm not sure if I should read this. Uh oh. Sort of cheeky. Well, I can read it. You'll just have to downplay the image in your head. This texture says, I believe it is the illegitimate baby of Yoda and Chewbacca, and its name is Baby Yobacca. And then they put a little smiley face. So what I'm gathering out of this is we don't know the name of the, the so-called Baby Yoda. We don't know its real name. All right. Also in the game last night, Patrick Russell, who, you know, you got to love this guy. Long shot to make the NHL. He's, he's breaking in basically in his mid-20s. I think he works very hard. I think he's a very intelligent player. Gives you what he has every night. Has almost scored a couple of times this season, but he missed the empty net early in the year. He got robbed a couple times against San Jose. Might have had one hit the post. Last night he scores. Hard work and shift. Gets the rebound. Slides it in. He's celebrating. Here's the ironic thing. Patrick Russell knows what it feels like to score his first NHL goal, even though he has now not technically actually scored it. It was taken off off the sheet. Goaltender interference. Was it severe? I didn't think so. Was Markstrom jostled by an Oiler or two? Yeah, sure. Were there Canucks on the scene as well? Yeah, I thought so. And I and I just feel overly continually, I guess perhaps is a better word, continually confused about goaltender interference and how it's going to be enforced. I don't think video review has provided any clarity. So I thought, Kellen, how do I express myself? Uh-oh. So. I could only do this, I decided, to write a love letter to Goaltender Interference. (sighs) Dear Goaltender Interference, I love you. You are so mysterious. I never really know where you're going to be. Sometimes you show up when I don't expect to see you. Other times it seems like you're standing there plain as day. Everyone is talking about you. Positive that your presence is going to be acknowledged. Then we're told you were never really there at all. I love you, even though you can be kind of frustrating. To be honest, I wish you were a better communicator. Sure, you talk, but you never really explain yourself.
0: Upon video review, there was goaltender interference,
3: therefore
1: we have no But all that aside, you're pretty fun to be around. You're just so unpredictable. How are we going to spend our evening? A gentle bump, perhaps? Or maybe we'll find ourselves rolling around on the floor. Ah, goaltender interference. We sure have come a long way. I can't believe when our relationship started, we didn't even use all the technology available to us, but now all these cameras so I can always get a good look at you. Though, if I may suggest, could we maybe invest in a larger screen for when we do go down memory lane? I can't really make out your features on that little iPad. Goaltender interference. Some people find you complicated. Some people find you inconsistent. Some people think you cause delays. Some people wish, ah, oh, you know what, who cares what people say? I have just three words I want to say. After video review. Oh, sorry, I, I mean, I love you. Thank you, Brett Michaels and Poison, for coming in to play that in the background. Our code word today for Join the Team. This is to spend a day with me and some other Oilers broadcasters. And you get to be the Oilers team picture when they have it later on this season. We're going to announce the winner one week from today. You go to the contest page on 630 chedcom find the join, join the team promotion, and enter this word. And I made sure I have the right one today. The word is net. The word is net. N-E-T. Just think of the Sandra Bullock movie. <laughs> Take a quick timeout, little teddy bear toss talk when we get back. Hi, this is Jujar Kira from your Edmonton Oilers, and
0: you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630
1: Chad. Now 6-0 Buffalo leading New Jersey, seven minutes into the second period. Monday night football tonight. It is the 9-2 Seahawks, home to the 8-3 Vikings. Pretty good matchup. The Seahawks are wearing their neon green uniform tops, which I am not overly a fan of. Didn't they wear those against the Rams earlier this season? Yeah, I think they won in those. Uh, Minnesota has the ball. About four minutes in, Minnesota has the ball on the Seattle 38. A text to 780-496-0063. Chris reacting to my love letter to goaltender interference. He says, Reed, I'm pretty sure after radio, Hallmark will hire you, so you have no worries for the next job. Well, I appreciate that, Chris. Are greeting cards still a thing in this digital age? I think so. Nice personal touch. Yes, there are. Chris from Phoenix believes in the personal touch. Chris, what's going on?
0: Oh, well, nothing. Just uh, thought I'd uh, give you a call. A great win last night. Uh, without going into any names or details, uh, any time a team uh, like the Oilers can possibly add a top six forward that could put 25 to 30-plus goals consistently a year, I think the Oilers should go for them. Uh, without without uh, mentioning your names. Well, as, if everybody uh, knows you're, who
1: you're talking about. Who are you trading for Taylor <laughs> Hall? Who are you? What are you doing, Chris?
0: Nothing. I just—I just think I'm—I'm I'm all for it. I, well, I yeah. Who? Who?
1: Who's who? Who's going uh, the other you, way?
0: You know who it is. It's, it's Taylor Hall. And, and yeah, who's know? go? Who are the Oilers giving up? Um, depends. It's not—it's not, it's not going to be any uh, any of the big uh, the big uh, fish that we have, uh, including Semerukov. I'm not giving up Semerukov. Uh, Bouchard, uh, Broberg, or any of the guys up top, uh, including Bear, but uh, Jones and then the rest of the bunch, uh, Poole-Yarvey included, and, and maybe a, a, a first uh, first uh, round, first round pick. I don't see uh, why we could do that with possible uh, retention of salary on uh, New Jersey's end. Um, you know, to just just for the playoff push, and then who knows what happens after this season? You never know. Um, as far as as far as your uh, comment on uh, video review, I totally agree with you. I think video review is a joke, especially when they don't get it right. Um, you know, just bumping into a goalie or whatnot should not just disallow a goal. Uh, same thing with the with the uh, offside ruling. That's a joke. Uh, if we're if we're splitting hairs for like a little millimeter or or an inch off the ice, that's just stupid. Uh, we're trying. We're trying to uh, to grow this game and to add more goal scoring. You, you, you need to do away with that stuff. And, and another thing, they need is to call more penalties. If it's a penalty, if it's a hook, if it's an infraction, if you if you're getting in the way of the superstars that that everybody is paying to see to score and to put up a show, you need to call the rule book. And that's it. Uh, that's all I have. And uh, let's go Oilers, Chris. Beautiful.
1: Thank you for calling. Chris from Phoenix, checking in. Always has a lot of passion. Vikings get a touchdown. Going to try the point after. They're up 6-0 on the Seahawks early. One texter simply writes in, stupid poem, awesome song. It wasn't a poem. it It was a letter. A poem would be there once was a man from, and then you go from there. All right, uh, well, we'll get to the teddy bear interviews a little bit later on. Lana Nordland with 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous will uh, check in. Big teddy bear toss game coming up on Saturday. New ticketing initiative here involving the Eskimos and some other local teams. Chris Preston, president and CEO of the S, coming up.
0: Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by CAM LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962.
1: Seven and a half minutes left in the second period. Buffalo leading New Jersey 7-1. Late second period, Golden Knights up 4-1 on the Rangers. Early second period, Islanders up 2-0 on the Red Wings. St. Louis and Chicago about to get underway later on. Los Angeles is at Anaheim. Monday Night Football, Minnesota 7 7- Seattle, nothing about halfway through the first quarter. The B.C. Lions have hired Rick Campbell as their new head coach. The Eskimos, of course, are uh, searching for a new head coach. Some interviews have uh, been, been conducted, and we'll see where it goes from here. Also today, the Eskimos, FC Edmonton, Edmonton Prospects, and Edmonton Stingers teaming up to bring fans for the summer of 2020 something called the Ultimate Sports fan pass and we're going to discuss this and more with Eskimos president and CEO Chris Presson. Chris you're on with Reed. How are you doing?
4: I'm good Reid. How are you?
1: I'm doing very well. Doing very well. Uh, it's good to have you on the show. Uh, you and I got to talk briefly the day you were hired in, uh, in early August. Tell us a little bit about the journey and settling into the Eskimos and to the city of Edmonton since then.
4: Well, it's been great. It's been an easy transition because there's great people here, and that's the predominant reason I took the job is there are all indications. All the research I had done pointed to the great people. And so I've been very welcomed, welcomed with open arms and looking forward to an even greater transition into next season as well.
1: You know, I know when you came in, obviously, you, you said you got kind of got to find out how the organization uh, works and 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 get talking to people and, and encourage that uh, you know the conversation and 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 building the organization as as you have become now you know a part of the eskimos organization uh are, are there two or three uh i don't know if i want to use the word i'll just use the word priorities are, are there two or three priorities that have really struck you that, that you've established over the last few months
4: well, I mean, I think we're in the process of trying to get the right culture. You know, I feel like we have the right people. And uh, now it's about building the culture I want, which one is one of accountability and productivity. And, you know, that goes for the business side and for the football side as well. And so I think that's that's number one, uh, item number one. Uh, certainly item 1A would be the hiring of a new head coach and getting it right there and seeing what sort of assistance he brings into the fold as well. And then getting the wins and losses on the right side of the ledger as we roll into next year. And then recreating and creating more excitement around our product as we progress toward, uh, you know, a, a June kickoff.
1: All right. In terms of of the search for the new head coach, I know Brock Sunderland as general manager is, is the lead there. Uh, how involved do you, have, do you find yourself in this, uh, you know, in terms of supporting Brock or, or bringing whatever he needs, helping with whatever well, he
4: I think needs? He, I think you nailed it, Reed. I think my job is to support him, be there as a sounding board, a, uh, for him to bounce ideas off of, names off of, thoughts off of. and Certainly he and I did that at 7 o'clock this morning and just got done doing it maybe 20 minutes ago as well. So we're always in collaboration. We're always talking about, uh, you know, who he thinks should work, will work, may not work, uh, and all the above. And right now he's just working through his candidates to see uh, what comes out the other side. I'll be involved in chatting with various candidates, uh, but certainly it's Brock's decision.
1: All right, Chris Preston joining us on Inside Sports, president and CEO of the Edmonton Eskimos. New initiative today. It is called the Ultimate Sports Fan Pass, Um, so you can get one ticket to a regular season or preseason game for each of the four teams involved, the Eskimos, FC Edmonton, the Prospects, and the Stingers. Can you tell us a little bit about the the origin of, of this, Chris? How did this get rolling?
4: yeah it actually came from uh, one of the marketing gals over with the singers who came up the concept and my guys brought it to me and i said hey, i think it's a great idea it's about um getting people into the stands you know we all in north america and beyond are struggling with how do we engage people to a greater degree how do we have more consistency how do we get more people sampling our products and how do we do that for a reasonable price and this fits all those bills checks all those boxes and again it's just another offering we have that we can put on our arsenal to see if the community reacts to it.
1: It's so you the, people have until December 29th to purchase one of these tickets. December 23rd, so you December can go 23rd? to
4: our website, any of our partners websites, uh, each team will handle the tickets individually, but you can you can uh, order the tickets off of each of the uh, of the websites and again if you have until December 23rd. we want to give you an opportunity to get that great stocking stuffer item and again, sample all the products and all the great sports teams we have here that are listed on that Ultimate Sports Pass.
1: Is there a challenge involved here from an Eskimos perspective? The CFL schedule is not out yet. It should be uh, in the near future here, but with a 23rd deadline, was that a concern uh,
4: for you? No, it's Great point. It's more of a voucher system, so the voucher you buy can be used to the game of your choice. And so knowing that we don't have a schedule yet, and I'm guessing that some of the other teams may not have theirs as well, it 'll be a voucher that you can redeem for any of those games. cost is clearly the same, and again we 're looking forward to people sampling our product
1: okay'm I'm glad i 'm glad you explained that because i wasn 't sure how that was going yeah, it makes sense now you know you you, you got a, a job here where the the business of the Eskimos is very important it 's an important Edmonton institution the Eskimos have been around a long time they 've generally been a successful franchise. There has been a decline in attendance over about the last 10 years. Some of those years, the Eskimos didn't have a great team. Some of those years, they were really good and won a championship and had the best player in the league. I don't know if attendance is always just tied to wins and losses. What are, what to you are some of the most important factors uh, in attendance? How do we reverse the decline here?
4: Well, I think you got to get your fans engaged. I don't think that's any secret. I think a greater depth of fan engagement is key. Clearly we have an inventory issue because we have a very large stadium. In reality, um, can't fill it on a regular basis. So how do we keep the fan more engaged? How do we get the fan more engaged? And how do we get them off their device and into the stadium? And a part of that is what are the offerings we're bringing aside from the game? What interests them? Not just from a, a merchandise perspective and from a price point perspective on tickets, but what are the other offerings on the concourse? Is it the same hot dog as always or not? And that's what fans are looking for. How can I ha- I come to the game, and have fun and be engaged in the in the game, whether my team wins or loses?
1: Well, I, I love how you put that, and, and I love how you said you get people off their off their screens. We did a bit of a series on uh, co- called "How We Watch in the Summer," and it was about devices. Um, you know, so a lot of times now even people watching at home are using two screens: their television and their phone or their or their tablet to. You know watch the game and then maybe have a stats feed twitter another camera angle so the so that so that is that is really interesting how much do you think because i I, we talk a lot about this on a show like this from time to time chris and, and i hear from a lot of fans and you know the oilers games aren't full and they're doing really well after having a lot of tough seasons i i do hear a lot about the the economy what is your sense of how the economy is is affecting eskimos tickets
4: I think it's a big factor. You know, I met with our ticket sales guys today at four o'clock and asked them to this point, you know, what's the number one concern that I can help address and what's the number one obstacle you have to overcome, and it's the economy. And certainly when you get to the end of the year and people are closing their books for the year and the reality starts to set in, I think that's more of uh, something we're going to hear by nature anyway. But certainly, you know, people uh, in some cases feel a bit economically challenged. And, you know, we need to be able to some degree to answer the bell and, and find a again again option for them and that's what a part of what this offerings about and let's see how it goes If it goes well uh, I would guess that you know we would be willing to look at possibly extending the offer we just need to see what this litmus test brings back
1: okay uh, you know Chris it's great doing this live because uh, fans can text in as well so I'm gonna throw a question here off the text line from uh, from Rob uh, he says hey Reed, a question about attendance do you think the CFL would ever bring back blackouts, that there would be games that wouldn't be televised in a team's home market to try to sell a few more tickets?
4: It's a great question, and it's, uh, it's an internal discussion we've had. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think that will be the case, simply because of our TSN agreement, and it's uh, it's in place for another six years, and it's a, a multi-million dollar deal, and it's important to our business and the expansive nature of the broadcast itself going all across Canada. I will tell you, for the Grey Cup, our numbers were up substantially. Uh, not only across canada but they were up substantially for the halftime show and probably most importantly right now they were up substantially in the 18 to 34 year old category um so despite the fact that uh in some cases it can be challenging uh those numbers reflected well to us but certainly it is a debate we've had internally and one i don't think we're going to win right now simply because of our tv agreement okay
1: Uh, chris you know you, you have extensive experience obviously uh the NBA, uh, G League, Indoor Football, Central Hockey League. Uh, you've been the general manager of an arena, uh, other basketball leagues uh, as well. I'm, I'm going to have some fun with you, fun with you here. And uh, I know you're a professional man, but sometimes I like to joke around on this show. Okay. What's, the, what's the most off-the-wall promotion you've ever been a part of or you know, the, the team that you work for has tried to pull off?
4: Oh my goodness. Uh, Well, I started a minor league baseball team and wanted to be the first cashless team in America. Meaning when you came to the stadium, your cash didn't work. You had to change your cash in for the equivalent of what was a gift card or a credit card. And whether it was a concession stand or the merchandise stand or tickets for that matter in, in venue, you had to use the card. And so it was our first game in the history of our franchise. And this wasn't necessarily a promotion, but it was my biggest nightmare first game in the history of our franchise we were the wichita wing of the american association and so i tested it with the person who installed it and the vendor assured me there were no issues i said hey this is the first game in the history of our team there can't be any issues we get there we open the gates first game i mean we're not 35 seconds into it and everyone at every concession stand is waving their arms at me i go see what the issue is and it's clearly the fact that the Um, system isn't communicating, so our wireless trick did not work because when we tested it, there were no people in the venue. So where we had the communication systems lined up on the outfield poles versus where they were in the concession stands as well to communicate back and forth, they didn't have them mounted high enough, and they couldn't communicate through all the people. Thank the Lord, our game got rained out, canceled, and we were able to get the problem fixed for the next
1: night. Wow, that's amazing. That's that's yeah. Quite try a story. that
4: one on for size. First game in history, and you're for the first team in North America to go cashless, and your cashless system doesn't work. But again, we got we were lucky because the game was rained out. And did it work for the rest of the season? It did. Yeah, it did work. But we've done, I mean, plenty of crazy promotions, from winning a million dollars, which a lot of people have done, to oh man, yard sale night in hockey, where it was the equivalent of promoting fighting and. Many, many, many other things as well uh, that are all fun. Some of them moved the needle, some of them did not, but they were all fun in the making.
1: Well, that's the beauty of it, right? You can't be afraid to try.
4: That's right.
1: All right. Well, I appreciate you checking in, Chris. It's good to have a conversation with you. I haven't really had the chance to talk to you since that day you were hired. The Ultimate Sports Fan Pass. We have a story on our website. Of course, you can also go to uh, esks.com. All the best with this, Chris. Uh, all the best to you and Brock And finding a new head coach. That's a story, obviously, we'll be keeping an eye on. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, Reed. That is Chris Preston checking in tonight, the president and CEO of the Eskimos. So it's 79 bucks. And you have until December 23rd, and you get a voucher that then in the new year you can exchange for a ticket to an Eskimos game, an FC Edmonton match, an Edmonton Prospects game, and an Edmonton Stingers game. So uh, the ultimate sports, sports fan pass. And as Chris said, it was actually a, a salesperson with the Edmonton Stingers who came up with the idea. And uh, all these teams are rolling with it. Hope that goes well for them as well. Esks.com slash sports pass if you want to check out a little more. You can reach out texting 780-496-0063. You can also call that same number. The Big L says, "Read there should be a version of America's funniest videos devoted to some of these NHL video reviews. Nevin says, Why doesn't the NHL just review every possible infraction? Christian Fisher's goal would have been called back after holding on to McDavid's leg for six seconds prior to the goal. To me, that's on par with a goaltender interference review. That is from Nevin. I wonder if that's Nevin from the uh, Two Hills area. I knew a Nevin from that area. I wonder if that's him. If that is him, a great guy. If you're not that Nevin, I'll also grant you the assumption that you're a great guy. It is 6.47. We'll get to uh, the teddy bear toss discussion when we get back.
0: This is Don Yunama of the Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to the Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chair. 7-7
1: seven, seven, Seahawks and Vikings. Two minutes into the second quarter on Monday Night Football. We will keep you updated there. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Edmonton Oilers off today. They will practice tomorrow. Next game is Wednesday against the Ottawa Senators. Six o'clock face-off show. The game is at 7.30. We'll have Gord Wilson from the Senators' broadcast booth coming up between 7 and 7.30 tonight. I did go to Rogers Place today. The unveiling of the Teddy Bear Toss jerseys. The game is Saturday against Calgary. It is, well, last I heard was almost sold out. So if you want to go, go to oilkings.ca to check out all the ticket info the jerseys, I love them. I love stuff that's different, and they wanted to make them stand out. I think they're pretty good. I was talking to defenseman Wyatt McLeod.
2: It's fun. They're good. I mean, I'm just taking a look down at them right now, and they, they're a little bit like last year. They got the coveralls going this year, so it's fun. I mean, it's unfortunate they uh, couldn't get the tail out of the back, but it's what it is, so we'll, we'll have fun with it.
1: Do you, when did you first see these? Did you just see them today, or did you get an advanced look?
2: Uh, They showed them to us three or four days ago in our players room, so we had a little bit of an idea of what they were like uh, before today, but this was our first time getting them to put them on. so.
1: You must be at the point, and other teams do this around the league too, you must be at the point where you're like, okay, it's probably going to be something that really stands out because teams are trying to one-up each other and what they did last year.
2: Oh, yeah. After we saw Vancouver's look jerseys, we weren't sure what to expect with ours, but yeah, no, Edmonton does a real good job of making ours look unique and, and special, because uh, at the end of the day, It is a very special event. So that's what it's for. Can you describe Vancouver's? They are the Grinch version So they have it's all green uh, And then they have green socks and the only thing they're missing is the the Christmas toque. It's it's something else All right, just tell people what it's like being in a teddy bear game when
1: that first goal goes in?
2: It's, it's a feeling that it's, it's hard to describe. You have to, you have to be in the moment to really understand it. It's such a special feeling. Um, I think I've been on the ice twice now for the goal, and after you score and it just starts raining teddy bears, it's, it's truly something special. <laughs>
1: All right. As for you guys, a uh, pretty good weekend. Uh, you, you toughed one out against Calgary, then you were able to jump all over Regina.
2: Yeah, big weekend for us. Um, we we talked about a lot about in our room about how it's tough coming off the road and getting back into that home atmosphere. So that was a big focus for us. And obviously, it's a huge game winning against our rival, uh, division game two. And then we uh, we didn't let off against Regina the next night. So that's important as well.
1: All right. A little awesome. bit there from Wyatt McLeod checking in. Lana Nordland, the executive director of 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous, she's going to tell you what happens with all those bears.
3: They're pretty cool. I had a sneak peek, but it doesn't do it justice uh, until you actually see it on someone. So uh, it's it's pretty cool.
1: And I was talking to a couple of the players. They always say it's pretty cool to have all the teddy bears rain down after that first goal, and then you get to run out there with a bunch of people and collect them.
3: Yeah, that's really, really neat. Um, over time, though, they've had us wait a little bit more until most of the teddy bears are down, so we don't get hit in the head. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's really, really fun, and Santa's going to join us on the ice this year, so he's going to help uh, collect them, and it's, it's re- it is really an awesome thing to see from that point of view, being down on ice level.
1: Alright, and once all the bears are collected and off the ice then tell me what happens because the work is far from done
3: oh the work is far from done because regardless of when the the oil kings score their first goal i mean we're pretty lucky there's been a number of years they've scored within the first five minutes of the first period which is great but we have volunteers backstage there um right by where the zamboni comes out and they actually physically count every single one of them and we put them into bags they go on to a 53 foot trailer from the brick and the brick driver brings them over to Santa's Depot where we have a group waiting and they this group has promised they're gonna stay there till midnight <laughs> if they need to and then that group unloads them and then Sunday morning we have a group of scouts that come in and they take them all out of the plastic bags and and we sort them appropriately just like we sort all the rest of our donations that come in
1: so people can obviously bring a bear to the game or there's an option to get a bear at the game as well?
3: That's right. The Brick is selling uh, bears. I believe they're $20 and all proceeds from that go to the stallery. So not, if you do purchase, then you're helping two charities um, by by helping that way. But by all means, you can purchase beforehand. It does not have to be one that you buy there. And then there's limited amounts available um, at, uh, at at Roger's Place. But uh, whatever you do bring, please bring it in a plastic bag. And It looks so much nicer if it's in a clear plastic bag because then you can see them all uh, rain down on, on the ice it's just, it's a pretty neat sight to see
1: all right and what's that number that we're trying to top
3: uh, last year I believe it was 14,981 or somewhere around there so we're trying to reach that 15,000 mark
1: and, and this, this is just such uh, I know it's a busy time of year for you but an exciting time of year People are making donations, dropping off, and Delivery Day is coming up.
3: Yeah, Delivery Day is December the uh, 14th. When Christmas falls on a Wednesday, we have to deliver that much earlier because we need time in between for our walk-in day program for people that unfortunately applied too late or weren't home for delivery. So uh, it's, it's December 14th, so it's less than two weeks away. So if you are thinking of making a donation, please do so as soon as possible. If you are thinking of making a donation, uh, a monetary donation, if you could do so tomorrow, which would be giving Tuesday, then Rexall is going to match all donations up to $5,000. So, fingers crossed, we're going to reach that.
1: That is Lana Nordland, Executive Director, 630 Chet, San Santa's Anonymous, Anonymous.ca for more info. Get that teddy bear if you're going to the Oil Kings game on Saturday. Great stuff. Gord Wilson from the Ottawa Senators Broadcast Group. Did you know a senator jumped into... Help stop a crime today in Vancouver. We'll get to the bottom of that.
0: Six thirty, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.